hello hey hey it's deanna and it's tuesday and it actually feels like the beginning of summer i know that because yesterday i almost fainted and i don't know about you but living in california is um it it never gets better in the summer regardless even though it's like always like 70 and 80 degrees in san diego where i live it's always hot but I know the summer comes around when I start to faint, which is actually kind of bad. It might be some cause of like some medical thing. I might actually be be dehydrated or something. I don't know. It's kind of scary. But in today's episode, I wanted to talk about some serious topics. Um, and just to let you know that the, the serious topic was not something I was kind of postponing for the longest time. Because I personally couldn't find the right word to say because um, in this topic that I'm going to talk about later, it was so specific and targeted towards very specific people that I found it difficult because there were so many different problems and there wasn't really a one-size-fits um, answer to everything. So I was trying to be like as general as possible, but I really want to talk about little tackle on a couple of things that I think that we should talk about. But right now, I want to talk about a little bit about your um, your ex. Why does it hurt to talk to your ex? Um, most people, they choose to block their ex. Some people, they still are friends with their ex. But I'm saying right now, in my personal life, I feel like I would choose to avoid my ex. Because, um, so it kind of, it sucks to have somebody you know how like people they have tiktokers and they work in the same business it sucks you can't avoid them in regular jobs like you 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 move away from college you move away from high school you never get to see these people again in hollywood it's different uh anything like any creative job for creators you're most likely going to run into that person again and but you don't have to work with them obviously but you're most likely going to run into them again so i devised a personal plan on how to avoid it next um so i think i should just straight up block them i don't have to talk to them i don't have to read their dms they don't have to read my dms we don't have to see what the other person is up to anymore we're no longer at that point where we have to see what could have been i know a lot of us like to think well if we would have stayed together, things would have been different. Honestly, you probably already know you're the answer because most likely people like me, they give people a lot of chances to make it up to them. And then after like seven tries, then they finally break up. So even if you decided to stay, it would have been the same thing that you had to deal with. And also, I feel bad because a lot of women were really gullible because we want to try to make everything last. Unfortunately, there isn't a lot of closure in life, and I know that we always try to yearn for it, but sometimes when you don't get closure, it's a blessing in disguise in the long term. I know it kind of, it was painful for me to, when I realized that um, when you don't get a closure, it means that the other person really didn't care about you, and so that, so in a weird way, it kind of like narrows down the path for you, so when you want a serious relationship you know, okay, automatically that person is going to be checked off. You're not going to talk to that person anymore. Done, done, out of the way. But if you see a different ex and you just don't want to talk to them, it's 
it's really hard um, for creators to like not hang out with each other. But like for me, I, it's such a specific scenario. <laughs> Uh, I even suggested leaving a party if I saw them there. Um, I would just make up a reason. I would try to see if I could coordinate trying to avoid seeing any of them at all, to be honest. If there was a Drake sighting, I would probably hide or just leave the other way and just like hide him in a McDonald's or something. Um, I keep having nightmares, though, about creator jobs. Yeah, You know how, like... um. People, they, they date famous people and then they go on to interviews and then the interviews are very invasive and I keep having like nightmares about what I would say and I get anxiety, but I feel like I'm not going to be asked invasive questions that I'm, I'm naturally a person who overshares, but I try not to, but I'm naturally a person who overshares and I find it really difficult. I would be afraid to do public interviews because I overshare naturally because I like to be as real as possible. <laughs> and it's a bad because I used to hang out with people in the past. They were like Tauruses and they were like um, Earth signs. And they liked plainness. We liked plainness. We liked not lying to each other and just saying what was on our minds in a respectful way. That wasn't borderline just rudeness. Because I know like when people say to be real, sometimes people they say they're real and then they go ahead and insult someone. I don't feel like that's realness. I feel like that's just straight up bullying. But there's a, like there's like a fine line with that. And it's just really funny that um it causes a little bit of oversharing. <laughs> okay, so now I want to talk about the more serious topics that I was avoiding. So I don't want to turn a blind eye to this anymore. I know. I respect the people that I have in my life that are not the same ethnicity as me. I grew up in a very diverse climate. Um, I mean, sorry, I said climate. I meant like the um, the biodiversity in my in this area of the world where I live in. We have Filipino people here. We have Spanish people here. We have Black people here. We have literally anybody you can think of is lives in San Diego and for me I noticed that this diversity bubble is a lie because people they move to other parts of the United States and they say that the majority of people of color is scarce and that they are in few numbers if they decide to move to a different state or something or if they go to another country like Italy or, or Greece that they're more likely to get hate crimes and I didn't know that. And it's not to say that I didn't know. I didn't know how severe the problem was. Because when people layered racism, we always talk about the 50s and then MLK. But nowadays, we're talking about microaggressions in, in modern racism, which is um, screen time on the TV, commercials, roles people want representation and because we have so much representation POC have decided to um, reciprocate the kind of hate that they were their former generations had to just any kind of white person and they even call white people white people YT 
And it's funny because I actually thought YT stood for YouTube, but it doesn't. It means white person. And when you see that written, it's usually not well in. Obviously, I don't think there's any compliments going around right now because it feels very much like a race war. And it hurts everybody, um, including people who just weren't racist in the beginning and just have to deal with uh, random hate comments, which is what I personally feel like. I have a very diverse environment. I have very diverse friends. And now, even online, strangers are saying rude things to me just because I'm white passing, just because I'm interracial, and it's really affecting my mental health. Um, And well, it affects everyone's mental health. I know that, I understand that, and I wanna listen to everyone when they talk about their problems. But what I don't appreciate is people complaining and putting other people down in the process and then just saying a random racial slur. There's a lot of stories online where people are complaining about issues that affect them, but then they turn it around and start saying slurs. And then they turn it around and turn it into bullying. And then they turn it around into scapegoating, scapegoating other races and disguising it as jokes. And it's almost like a taste of your own medicine, it, it, it feels like. But I feel like it's not really resolving any problems. It's I feel like it's personally damaging to everyone. Um, you know, it... There's this there's this thing where Broadway and like Hollywood we they borrow um, concepts and ideas from everywhere around the world, and then um, they embrace it. So like Selena Gomez appreciated Indian culture at one time, before it was called cultural appropriation, and there's a respectful way to appreciate someone's culture, and then there's a disrespectful way. Um, obviously, if I wanted to be a geisha, I would not paint myself as a geisha. I would just hire some geishas in the background and just dress in a different um, outfit. But I wouldn't claim to be of that ethnicity if it, if I wasn't. And the Kardashians do a lot of um, cultural virt- uh, vulture things. Um, they are not African-American and they act... Um, stealing hair ideas, they stole a lot of hairstyles that are normally not reserved for their hair type. Um, they openly mock. I've, I've heard Kylie Jenner actually stole um, some clothing ideas from a Black-owned business and tried to make it as her own. I guess in the fashion industry, oh, there's a lot of things. Um, they don't really have copyrights for clothes. Which is kind of sad because a lot of people get, um, you know, their ideas stolen. And that's really rude. But they have a, they, they're, they're like, they're part of their problem. And that's why I keep trying to ask you guys politely to get rid of the Kardashians. I know they were on their last season of their Kardashians. But they're very damaging to the black community because they do not represent the black community at all. If they were interracial like, um, like Mariah Carey or Zendaya maybe it would be slightly different however they're not really interracial and they're not the captains of another person's race i just feel like jamie fox would be someone better um literally anybody that is actually black should talk about blackness 
And so when I talk about thinking about race, it feels so tight knit because nobody wants to, um, it's every single time people talk about things like this, there's always going to be people in the comments saying something rude or aggressive. And in this episode, I want us to talk about diversity because I'm not trying to put people down. I'm just trying to um, talk about several problems because there's a lot of problems, honey. There's so many problems. Um, uh, right now, I feel like censorship should be a tool for there's modern racism and then there's just you know just regular racism i want to censor some of that because right now it's putting people backwards when black people joke about slavery in 2021 that is a big slap to anyone who was ever actually in slavery um, a lot of people who were living in the times of slavery passed away several years ago, and actually, slavery is actually a century, c- centuries ago, honestly. But I do know that right now, joking about slavery is not the way to go. That will put you backwards in history instead of forwards. Um, everyone is reaching beyond their limit right now everyone's coping differently i feel like um we should just keep if if you want to be racist keep it at a minimum please there's oversaturation of it i know it's a problem that probably won't go away but i want it to be reduced as much as possible if i can and i like i really can't stand it it it, it's kind of because I had to okay, I had to see my cousin who was black and a half Spanish. I had to see her cry in middle school because she was dating someone and and they broke up and guess what? They called her the N-word and she was crying and I had to comfort my cousin and I was upset. I was 12 or 13 at that time and I didn't even know that that word was used as an insult at that time. It was because when people said the N-word at that time, people that the people that were around me were already black and they said the n-word as a joke um because i was watching a lot of dave chappelle and medea um at my cousin's house respectfully um but i never really said the word and i knew that when someone else said it that wasn't black it it was not in not a good thing and i don't want to see that type of stuff and so when the table is turned you know see how the tape because right now, everybody that is a POC wants to give white people a taste, a taste of their own medicine. Um, I guess. And right now, that's causing a problem for people who want to grow. Because right now, a lot of the jobs, um, they're, they're trying to be diverse right now. But a lot of the writers and TV writers and, and creators... Um, they're mostly white people and they've had that career for several decades. It's like SNL, they have, half of the writers are Jewish and um, some of them are just like all kinds of people. You have Chris Tucker, you have um, 
then you have all kinds of comedians and then you have like all the uh, um the actors and stuff and we i feel like you're kind of limited to yourself if you um start to i feel like when you when you uh, when you are racist you put yourself in your own box you nail your own coffin by giving people a taste of their own medicine you really tell the world that you want to have bring back segregation in a different way um it feels like they want to bring back segregation and that's why i want to talk about it because it's so severe that um people are just getting bullied and well now is the time where i feel like our generation should just eliminate cigarettes you know how we were trying to get rid of cigarettes a long time ago and gen Gen z fucked it up by having those um the electronic cigarettes which were meant for cigarette smokers who were trying to wean off smoking they fucked it up and i don't want this generation to fuck up because racism is definitely taught i feel like if you can teach people to not be racist that would make the world even better um i genuinely feel like if we had more New York City would not be shit without all the people of the world going there. You know what I'm saying? New York City would not be shit because there's so many different people all, all over the world who emigrated to New York City. That place would not be anything without without immigrants, without people going over, without diversity. It wouldn't be nothing. There would be no culture. I feel like we need to be more close-knit i don't feel like if we fight each other nobody's gonna get anything any leg room no one's gonna get the role they want it's gonna be like everyone's trying to go back to segregation which i'm trying to avoid i don't want that i want us to to be on the on the working towards the future in a positive way where we can eliminate that as close as possible uh right now i would describe it as basically you know like in the hunger games when district one had their kids blown up on tv as the pr stunts. um so it's not a spoiler because this series was actually the series the hunger Games series happened a long time ago i'm sorry if i spoil anything today um so basically in the hunger games towards the ending they had the revolution um and then they gear up to assassinate president snow However, when Katniss has the arrow, she chooses to kill the president of District 13 instead of Snow because she knew that if she, that the same problem would happen. They, people, the people that were oppressed are going to do the same thing that the oppressor did. And that means that when, when that happens, you guys are now on the same pl- playing field. You guys are now equally guilty of war crimes. Um, you basically are the same. You you are the same person. You are the monster you created. Vice versa, they, you are not different from them now, if that makes sense. So that's why there wasn't really a hero at the end of the Hunger Games, because there there wasn't a hero at the end of the Hunger Games. Everyone just got PTSD, and then the war ended. Um, but when Katniss did that, she did that because she knew that things were not going to change, that they were going to create another Hunger Games to put District 1 in instead of having the poor fight against each other. Um, and that was basically going to create the same ripple effect. That's why modern segregation needs to end. 
you guys should not try to separate yourselves from one another. You should just try to include each other into each other's cultures. Obviously, we know everyone is not going to wear appropriate everyone else's cultures. I feel like if everybody, every single race, too, I think we like to avoid cultural appropriation. Every single ethnicity should uh, be appreciating the culture at the same time instead of just one culture doing it. So you know how when um, universally white people would try to um, appreciate Hawaiian culture and it became a, a niche culture right now, it's called Coconut Girl Summer. Anybody can be a coconut girl, um, but it was a niche culture from like the early 2000s. Um, if everyone does it, it's not cultural appropriation. We're appreciating another another culture. Um, you, there's a way to do everything respectfully. We're not claiming to be Hawaiian. We just really appreciate um, what they have given us, which is the hibiscus flowers, the surfing. Um, holo holo. Have you tried holo holo? It is so good. I love it. I actually miss it. I, I miss it. Um, because, of, because of COVID, a lot of the restaurants are closed. And I haven't had any Halo Halo or anything regarding that because we have a casino and they have a really nice restaurant inside and the restaurants like the, they're like top quality. They always win awards. They always have the best things. And so they, they did have Halo Halo last time. And the last time I went there, they had dim sum and I never had that. And it was really great. Um, but regardless, I'm just saying like, you can love other people's cultures and not have it be offensive. You just have to be very careful and to research your history and, and to be mindful. I think mindfulness is what we should think about. Um, it's kind of like an adjustment period. I feel like. Okay, so POC just want to be included and not excluded. The door is open for anyone. Fair game. I feel like Hollywood in Hollywood, the Hollywood right now i'm sorry <laughs> i was trying to say holla holla um it is fair game now for anyone to win an oscars the oscars recently changed it so that the anyone can win it so michael b jordan or anybody that deserves it will definitely win or be nominated um we d because of the protesting it made a big difference so because of the protesting, I don't want to see anyone uh, rushing to the internet to to start creating a hate profile, to start creating a hate war in the comments. We're pro everyone's protesting for BLM. We haven't stopped. It's been like almost, I believe, like five or six years now since Trey Martin died. Uh, I personally have never stopped thinking about it since then. Um, I believe... We should try to, um, well, we can't, we can't hate ourselves and then try to hate other people. That doesn't work. A lot of people need to build their self-esteem right now instead of attacking everyone else. Um, maybe people are projecting when they say mean things on the internet. I don't know. I don't know any, everyone's issues, but right now it is the wrong time to make any race jokes. Um,
Another thing I want to talk about was a little bit is called um, colorism. So there's colorism in the Latino community and there's also colorism in every single ethnicity ever. Um, you know, Chopra, um, she married Joe Jonas or Nick Jonas, I'm sorry. And she was Indian and she dealt with some colorism because she marketed a skin lightening um, lotion or something and the she got attacked for it because Indian color, um, Indian Indian from um, Asia, their skin is very melanin rich and there's it's really sad because a lot of people over there are actually lightening their skin. They marketed as it being normal, and it's actually kind of sad to see that happen. Because right now we're having, we're try, every single ethnicity is is trying to move forward with POC being represented, loved people. People who had dark skin are starting to love themselves instead of hating themselves. People are are, are really appreciating other people's cultures. It is not the right time to have colorism right now. If anything, we should try to get along. And I believe that the only way to make that happen is they say that representation matters. I think that if in those kind of medias, we should start showing people who are of darker complexions and trying to shy away from the lighter complexion people who are of those races. So in, um, in Hollywood, uh, maybe we should stop having light-skinned people and have less Zendayas and more of, um, like Kiki Palmer. She she's more darker complexion. Nicki Minaj, she's not light-skinned at all. Um, maybe that would create a better representation. Megan The Stallion is beautiful. Everyone loves her, but. Some people compare themselves to Beyonce because Beyonce is fairer and people feel like they're not represented, represent, represented. I'm sorry. They just feel like they're not seen because their skin is still not as light as theirs, even though they're of the same um, race. So I feel like at least we should try to diversify that. That would make a bigger difference in colorism. Um, You need to... Um, another thing I've noticed is a lot of people want to attack white people for tanning. People, white people have been tanning for the longest time. Um, it's not anything new. It does feel kind of invasive for people to tell other people, um, to not tan. They're not trying to, um, they're not trying to blackfish. They're not trying to make themselves orange. White people don't have any melanin. Um, it's almost as if their people are... It's like an albino fish wants a little a little tint. And they can't get that tint unless they tan. And people think that they're trying to pretend to be a different race by tanning. When in fact, it's actually... They want that glow. And it's really hard to maintain. So they have to keep doing it over and over again. And uh, people are not used to, because of TikTok, people are not used to seeing the secret bubbles of every every race. Um, 
like the first time I saw someone with a bonnet on TikTok, I was I blushed a little because um, it felt like someone was naked because I've never seen someone with a bonnet um, unless it was like a sleepover or something. And um, it felt like that, you know, and it's kind of like the same thing with tanning. It feels like a nakedness, like when we almost were, I feel like I wasn't like people are It's just not supposed to see it, but they're comfortable on TikTok. comfortable on tiktok and it's making um so yeah so people on the internet they really see those things and then they start attacking and it's really hard i don't want to see anybody being hated or bullied i don't want people to start attacking people because they're mixed in mixed or interracial i personally was also in an interracial relationship and I loved it I dated a South Korean guy and he was one of the nicest people I've ever met it didn't work out and honestly I wish we could have lasted a little bit longer but it does matter when you come forward with your relationship people will attack you they they think that I was they thought I was a foreigner because I was, and um they either they either accepted you or they hated you and I feel like censorship in censorship should to take place to make the transition smoother for racism to end. I don't. Dang, I'm running out of time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Okay, guys, I'm going to have to wrap it up, but I hope you guys kind of understand where I was trying to come across that. Um, hopefully, we can talk about this later again, and I can actually try to see how people resolved it. But hopefully, censorship can make it smoother for everyone to 